0: god's people said amen. amen and amen all right now i'm not going to do frog kissing because i i brought you a bunch of cds and if you still have a cd player they're kind of antiquish now uh i have a 2015 dodge ram loaded with everything sunroof leather all doesn't have a cd player my wife's uh 17 uh, gmc terrain no cd player but in my garage where i work on stuff i have a cd player but if you want uh, if you've got a cd player in your car your truck or somewhere uh, i brought a bunch of them it's my signature sermon and it came out in 19 late 1970s and it's all about kissing frogs winning souls Uh, discipling people sharing Jesus uh, should have enough out there for one for everybody or one for a family and also have our biker Bible out there my wife and I came out with about five years ago Uh, just sent two cases one to a trucking company this week uh, last week and then to a pastor in Tennessee that pastors a biker church and so we're it's going all over the place but uh, The trucking company that sponsors that pays for all of these frog kissing tapes and a few other sermons that i've got uh, they put them in truck stops all across america and my phone number's on there and i'll get calls from truckers and sometimes they're in the cab and you can hear the diesel in the background so i know they're driving down the road hey man i just listened to your testimony have you kissed any frogs today wow it blessed me and and uh, one guy We're sharing. You said, man, I need to get saved. Let him to Christ over the phone. Did did you know you can do that Uh over the phone? Amen. Don't have to be in person close to close, you know. So those are free. Just grab what you need. I bought a whole box of tracks for you guys. The best one in that box is, um, uh, let's see, set free. And that's what we need to be, set free. When I, uh, oh, wait a minute. Let's see. Where's the cowboy? There he is rascal will be with rascal in the morning um, i'm staying over at his church uh, tonight I, I i always wear cowboy boots okay and, and my these boots are older than a lot of you okay they've been saved twice My right? his boots have been saved resold twice okay get it all right but my wife sent hawaiian shirts so i'm a hawaiian cowboy rascal yeah and i wanted to be a little colorful you know I could have wore my Harley shirts you know but I know some of you are Suzuki people and <laughs> I did a I did a funeral a while back Dr. Bob Birdwell a good friend of mine and he passed uh, uh COVID and his wife said Richard you know you've been friends for 45 years and and you've got to do Bob's uh memorial and uh it was you know PRETTY AWESOME TO DO A CHRISTIAN BROTHERS HOME going. AND THERE WAS A LOT OF JOY THERE, NOT TEARS OF SORROW, YOU KNOW, uh, BUT THERE WAS JOY. THIS IS A GUY THAT PREACHED THE GOSPEL FOR 60 YEARS, WON MANY TO CHRIST, YOU KNOW, AND uh, uh, GOT TO SHARE A MESSAGE. AND A GUY, ONE GUY. Was, Long old beard, long hair, came riding up on a, I wish I had one, Hayabusa. Ooh, how many know what a Hayabusa is? That's a bad boy motorcycle, okay? And he's the only one that got saved, but that's enough. That's all, yeah. Amen. And we're following up on him now. So the biker on the Hayabusa gave his life to Jesus. I believe when someone dies, someone needs to be born again. Amen. Well, um rascal i hate to tell the folks this about you i really do but i'm going to anyway okay well listen you know i've been going to the saint charles county jail the week before christmas for 17 years and we get to do christmas programs and they let every cell block come down one at a time down the elevator into a courtroom we decorate it for christmas and man it's a honey hole We've had anywhere from 45 to 160 men and women in one day give their lives to Jesus. It's been awesome. But that's where I met Rascal. He was in jail. I came back the next year. He's still in jail. Came back the next year. Still in jail. But he was sharing Jesus. Okay, he was sharing. He and he and Mrs. Rascal. They're so faithful and and. Uh, uh, they they just bless me and he gave me some money and I, he, he continues to give me money. Okay, you can up that a little bit if you want to, you know. But I said, man, well, I know you have your struggles, man. What, why me? He said, he said I want to sow into a fruitful ministry. Amen. You know, we need to do that. Yep. I've had several people say, well, Richard, you know, why don't you support our ministry? And they don't win anybody to Jesus. And I'm not going to support that. Okay. Man, I, I want I want fruit out there, okay? God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Your pastor Randy, or what's left of him, uh, <laughs> said you've been going doing some things through uh, Galatians, so I'm going to share with you how I memorized a certain verse and share with you a little bit on that verse. Now, most of you know my background. I got 32 arrests and years of my life in and out of jail in and out of prison but when I came out of prison the third time okay I came out with Jesus and uh, I'd never been to church in my life folks ever 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 okay and nobody had ever 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 witnessed to me you know I'm a gospel track guy I got gospel tracks everywhere in my truck uh, IN MY PONTOON BOAT, in, IN MY MOTORCYCLE, I GOT GOSPEL TRACKS, AND I HAVE THEM IN SPANISH. YOU KNOW, YOU GO TO THE TRUCK STOPS, THERE'S A LOT OF MEXICANS, YOU KNOW, GETTING GAS HERE AND THERE. MAN, I GOT, AND I CAN SPEAK, BECAUSE I WAS IN A MEXICAN PRISON. I CAN SPEAK SOME SPANISH, and MOSTLY CUSS WORDS I KNOW FROM PRISON, BUT <laughs> I DON'T DO THOSE, BUT I KNOW HOW TO GIVE AWAY A GOSPEL TRACK IN SPANISH, AND THAT'S ABOUT IT, AND uh, TELL THEM I LOVE THEM. And, um, Uh, But I'm about getting the gospel out there, okay? And when I came out of prison, we had a Christian warden, and he made sure 1,200 inmates heard about Jesus every week, and he got volunteers to come in from Oklahoma City, Enid, I was in El Reno Fed, and... um, Uh, I I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday multiple times, Sunday several times. On Sunday, we, we heard about Jesus. He invited evangelistic people in because He knew we needed to get saved. No rehabilitation without redemption, no reform without rebirth. Why the rest of the wardens don't get it, I don't know. I can take you to four or five prisons that I go to. One of them is in Colombia, Medellin, Colombia, a prison of 7,500 inmates, the most gross, bloody prison in the world, Uh, Pablo Escobar's men and Ochoa's men. I spent five days in that prison as a Christian missionary with about four other people, and um, they hadn't had a murder in six years. They averaged about 40. Every couple of months, drug cartels killing one another. Wow. And then somebody came in with the gospel of Jesus. Two born again Catholic nuns. And the warden finally told him listen, I can't let you in. They'll rape you and they'll kill you. I don't care if you're nuns or not. But God told us to come in. And finally, he relented had a little form. I am not responsible for you two Catholic nuns. Well, they started with about a half a dozen inmates, it began to grow, and then guards started coming, and uh, more guards and more inmates, and probably 80% of that prison got saved. While I was there, there were six churches in that huge walled prison. It's called Bella Vista, and that's beautiful view in Spanish. The biggest rats I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they had open graded sewers, and you, pew, pew, rats, this big, bigger than a house cat. But after a while, the inmates went to the warden and said, "Warden, we want to paint the inside of the prison. It was ugly, 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 ugly." And the warden said, "Man, we we don't have money for that." Well, the guys that went were Pablo Escobar's inner circle guys. They had gold chains, Rolex watches. They said, "We do. We'll buy the paint, all the material, but." And you know how they paint? You know all the beautiful reds and yellows and blues and all of that. But we get to put gospel messages all the way around the word, all the way around this huge prison with seventy-five hundred inmates. Wow. Jesus changes life. So when I got out of prison the third time, man, I was born again, saved, washed in the blood, excited, full of joy, woo-hoo, man, I had been set free, and I studied my Bible for a couple of years in prison, memorized verses, but I want to tell you how I memorized this verse. I'd been out about two years, I was a tree trimmer by trade, and and uh, I always made good money, and and um, but I had an apartment, and we had a guy in our church, I, I, I was a member of the largest church in Oklahoma, we had 15,000. Members, but we could only get ten thousand of them there in two services on Sunday. Okay, and I guess the rest of them were watching us on television. Okay, but it was an evangelistic church. Our baptism—we could baptize five people at a time, and if I got some good baptistry stories, I baptized a lady one time, and her wig floated off. <laughs> really, what do you do? I grabbed the wig, poof, and pushed her. Some, true story, some kids got in our, where we kept our baptismal robes. And so this is a little risque. And they took a razor blade and sliced some of the robes a little bit. And one of them was sliced right here. And I baptized the lady and it fell out. And there's the choir, 250 boys choir. And I, what do you do? I just turned around real quick. Push her towards the women's side to get out of there. Wow. Lots of good stories. (laughs) Whenever I'd baptize people, I'd splash the choir. They knew it was coming. (laughs) Wow. A a guy in our church, he said, Richard, you, you need to get you a house. Get out of that apartment you're in. I said, well, yeah, maybe one day. He said, listen, I own a bunch of rent houses. And I will sell you probably a, you know, He was a cheap guy and high rent and all that, probably a a slumlord type guy. But he said, I've got a house I think you like. And he said, I'll sell it to you on a contract for deed. I bought my first house for $11,500. Wow. And uh, I went by there, looked at it, and he said, contract for deed, and And, uh, but I paid it off in in, uh, about two and a half years, but I remodeled everything, I painted it myself, Randy. (laughs) I can cut in, I can. Then I peeled the tape off afterwards, yeah. (laughs) And, um, but it had a nasty old gas stove and range, and I, I pulled it out, and oh, it was nasty, and what have you and i'm getting rid of this thing it smells bad and i had a really cool 48 chevy pickup and painted red air horns on it cool i like that kind of stuff and um, i put the old got the old stove in there and i i went down to this place and the guy you know i said man just junk this thing and and i bought a uh electric stove at 220 and i'm going back home and I got a buddy that's going to meet me. We're going to put this new 220 electric stove, and I'm going to wire it into the panel. And I got a call from a from a chiropractor. Now, this is the chiropractor that led a man to Christ on his table, strapped in, couldn't go anywhere, <laughs> and he led a man by the name of Claude Onsman to Jesus. Two years later, Claude Olsman led me to Jesus in prison. Wow. So I get a uh, you know, I get home and my phone was ringing. Hello, hey Richard, are you wired for two twenty? I said, What? Oh, you saw me down there at that store, didn't you? Loading that stove uh, in the back of my truck, that electric stove. He said, What are you talking about? I said, Well, I'm getting ready to wire it up right now. You asked me if I was wired for two twenty. He says, Galatians 2.20, stupid. (laughs) So I looked it up, and I thought, you know what? I better memorize that verse, okay? Wow. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Wow. Wow. Wow, what a verse. And I've used it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Well, let's look at it. Let's look at the crucified person, okay? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Wow. The crucified person can only look one direction. Imagine yourself on the cross, an old wooden tree, you're in agony, you've got to stretch and lift up to breathe, because that's how you die, suffocation. You've got a little peripheral vision off to the, the side, off your right eye, and a little peripheral vision to your left eye, but you're basically looking one direction over the last 50 years that I've been preaching in churches I've uh, been in three pulpits that inside the pulpit where the congregation can't see it but the pastor sees it all the time but only three pulpits sir I would see Jesus that's scripture my friend sir I would see Jesus what do you see most of the time well A CRUCIFIED PERSON HAS NO PLANS FOR THE FUTURE. (laughs) No plans for the future. This is it. Wow. No plans beyond the cross. Is that you and I? Focused on the cross? Telling others about the cross? And what happened on the cross? And what Jesus did for us on the cross? What about that? A crucified person. Oh, and by the way, we've seen pictures, you know, of a hand nailed to a tree. I saw one one time with a big spike through it, and it says, Jesus loved you so much it hurt. But in Jewish medicine... This is not the only part of the hand. In Jewish medicine, the hand went halfway to the elbow. So this basically, on down, was the hand. That's what, in Jewish medicine, this part here, all the way down, was the hand. Because this would pull out. But right here, there's two bones. And that's where the spike went. Okay? Just keep that in mind, all right? No plans beyond the cross. Number three. A crucified person can hold on to nothing can't grasp anything because you're hurting man you're in pain you're in agony and you're struggling to breathe what are you holding on to huh holding on to your money now money's not the root of all evil the love of money you know there's coming money and going money in in coming money that's christians that get all they can can all they get and sit on the can it's mine i'm not helping anybody but in going money you got money coming in money going out you render unto caesar that which is caesar's okay irs you know you got to do that okay and whatever else you know and then your church and you know, in Malachi, God says, You robbed me, man. But two robberies, tithes and offerings. Wow. You tithe, and then you see somebody out there at a gas station you can help. Somebody, when you come to a stop sign, there they are. How many of you know what blessing bags are? Oh, come on. Blessing bags. You go to Walmart. Yeah. All right. My dark skin friend, she knows all about blessing bags, okay? You go to Walmart. You go to the travel section where the miniatures are for airplanes and stuff like that. And you buy a ton of it if you can. Buy all those miniature deodorant and what soaps and everything. Then you go to the candy section and you get protein bars. And then you get a New Testament. And you put everything in a in a gallon uh, Ziploc bag. Uh, maybe put a $5 bill in it when you get some gospel tracts and keep about a dozen of those things in your car or your truck and when you come up you see homeless people love you yeah. there's soap in it you know there, there's all kinds of whatever you can think to put in it gospel stuff too you know the New Testament and gospel tracts I love you God bless you Jesus loves you wow Wow, listen, what are you holding on to? Holding on, man, that job, holding on to that money. Huh, whatever. Holding on to those drugs, man, it's hard to give up those drugs, isn't it? I've been there. I know. Listen to this. Number four, a crucified person is not coming back to the old life. (laughs) It's over. It's over. But you know what? The old man and the old woman is always hanging around. Every day. Every day. Paul talked about that. Oh, the things I I want to do, I don't. And the things I shouldn't do, I do. Oh, it's a struggle sometimes, huh? Wow. Mm. I messed up today. I had a couple hours to just goof off. And uh, I... SAW THIS BEAUTIFUL THING TODAY, AND I STARTED LUSTING REALLY BAD, AND I LEFT, BUT I CIRCLED AROUND, CAME BACK, LOOKED AT HER AGAIN, WOW, MAN, WHOO, SHE'S SOMETHING ELSE, I WOULDN'T MIND HAVING HER, MAN, I MEAN, I DIDN'T HAVE THE MIND OF CHRIST, OKAY, I DID NOT HAVE THE MIND OF CHRIST, AND THE THIRD TIME I CAME BACK AGAIN to look got my camera out took a picture my phone and it was a 29 model a roadster (laughs) she was beautiful with a chevy engine in it man two four barrels and I'm i'm a hot rod guy i've owned about a dozen hot rods but i haven't had one for about eight years and i don't ask my wife permission i just show up with the thing you know and ask for forgiveness but you got to watch out most of us have stinking thinking Bye. Bye. and uh, it was only thirty two thousand dollars only and i'm thinking let's see my banker would give me thirty two thousand he, he would he's done it before okay when i was building my house and uh, boy how am i going to talk to phyllis about this uh -uh. but that crucified person is not coming back to the old life man when i got saved 52 years ago in the joint i took off for jesus 100 miles an hour and there were some setbacks the oklahoma city bombing my two little baby grandchildren were killed that day in the nursery i don't know if any of you have ever been backslidden or not anybody Oh, yeah. uh, there's a few honest people. Yeah. I lost it after I. my daughter said, Daddy, you've got to do the boys, your grandchildren's uh, memorial. And I said, I can't. Man, I can't. I can't. I won't be. I, I can't get through this. And I went in my daughter's bedroom and knelt at the bed. And I said, God, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, God. God said, that's right, you can't. Amen? Amen. But I can't. When you're weak, He is strong. You honor your daughter's request. And I lost it during the music party. It was a buddy of mine that used to open for Three Dog Night and the Allman Brothers, an old heroin addict buddy of mine. And he ended up getting saved, and he's been a pastor for years now. And he came and sang all children's songs. And I lost it. Then God dried my eyes. And we had some people give their lives to, G. we had a lot of counselors there. That over 5,000 came to the funeral. Everybody was going to everybody's funerals during that time. Oklahoma City came to a stand st- total standstill. When we were going to the gravesite, people on the other side of the interstate pulled over. My son was a police officer, and the little boys loved their Uncle Danny and They liked to sit in the police car. And and Uncle Danny turned the lights on. Every cop in three or four cities around was going out to the graveyard with us with their lights on. People standing down the sidewalks waving flags and Bibles. But several weeks later, I lost it. I lost it. I said, Timothy McVeigh, Terry Nichols, I'm coming after you boys. Vengeance is mine, thus saith Richard. <laughs> I'm gonna get you boys. And I had a plan, see. I had a long curly red hair. It was as curly as yours. And I had a perfect afro, man. Get out of the shower, shake my head, and boom! I had an <laughs> afro. Cool. I said, I'm gonna get you boys, I'm gonna get a haircut like I got now, a cop haircut. And see, Joe Ford gave me a presidential pardon. He took an interest in me many years ago. So I can own guns. And I got a really, you know, I got a good gun collection. And, and I got a 45, so I'm going to get me a cop haircut. I'll get a cop uniform and a badge. That won't be a problem. I'm a con man. I know what to do. I can get it. Okay? And get me a badge, get my 45. get a baton. And while they're taking Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols back and forth from the courthouse to the to the uh, jail in denver colorado I'll, i'll just be a cop and i'll just get in there with the highway patrolman and the fbi and and the the police department in denver and and when i get an opportunity boom i'll get one of them and i don't care if i go to prison the rest of my life that's where i grew up it's no big deal every time the cops arrested me and took me to jail i've been arrested 32 times so every time the cops arrested me, guess what? They were taking me home. <laughs> they didn't know it, but I did. I could sigh a sigh of relief in the backseat of that squad car. <sighs> I'm going home. Cause that's what, Man, I was doing time when I was 11. I was in a mental institution when I was 12. I was in the Wisconsin Reform School when I was 12, 13, and 14. I did two and a half years in the Hennepin County Jail, doing 30, 60, 90 days at a time, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I was institutionalized. Mexican prison when I was 19 and 20. So I was going home. How sad. But then Jesus set me free and I got out of that house. Amen. I got out of that box I was in. And the crucified person's not coming back to the old life. And I I hate that old life. Let me tell you what God did. Never had a migraine in my life, ever. And people would say, oh, oh, God. oh, uh, migraine's coming on me. I've had headaches. Can't be that bad. Yeah. You know, I thought, oh, man, they're wusses. I they don't know anything about headaches. It can't be that. I'm, I could handle a migraine. I'm a bad boy. God put migraines on me so I couldn't leave my house. And I was crying. I was vomiting. I was losing weight. I had to be in a dark, 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 dark bedroom. It was horrible for two weeks. I'm crying. My wife's taking care of me. I'm surprised she didn't divorce me. And after about two weeks, that still small voice came. Hey, son, you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Ooh. Yes, sir. I want you to forgive Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols. God, you're taking this thing a little bit too far, man. But see, I know all the scriptures on forgiveness. And I said, I know, God, you're right. And when I, I didn't make a rededication. That's kind of, I'm a Southern Baptist. So that's kind of a Southern Baptist Assembly God thing. Let me help you out. Rededication and recommitment, it's not in the book. There's a better word. Yeah, right, somebody's got it. Repent. You go to the altar and some guy, you know, you've been saved away. God, I really messed up, man. I've been smoking dope again. I I, I wasn't going to do that again. And I went over to see my old girlfriend. Oh, man, I jumped in the sack with her. Oh, man, I really messed up, God. And you just just tell God you're sinning. What does God say? What? What? No, there. Somebody got it. What sin? I forgave that 2,000 years ago. Sin's forgiven and forgotten as far as east is from the west. Your sins and iniquities, so I remember no more. So, how can God remember something He said He forgot? So, it's not about rededication or it's about repentance. You get up and you make a U turn and you go the other direction. You, Jesus said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men and women and boys and girls. Wow. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Not coming back to the old life. Number five, listen to this a crucified person. This is good cannot crucify himself you see the crucified one is the crucifier but how do we do this well if you're really tough you're really bad you can lay down on an old wooden tree and with a a a maul a big hammer and a big spike you might be able to cross your feet set up and if you're really tough and you don't mind a lot of blood you can probably put a spike through your two feet and just keep pounding and pounding and pounding and get your feet crucified to the tree. And then, if you're really good and you were good at sports and man, you could move around a lot, maybe you could hold a spike here and get, you to put it right here and hold it and, and then, ah, uh, ah. Uh. What about this one? Jesus, the crucified one, is the crucifier. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives within me. The life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith. See, it's not even our faith. We get everything Jesus is. We get it all. We get His faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. Wow. You've got to surrender to the crucified one. mm 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 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Wow. A living sacrifice. mm mm uh, In the process of dying, it's all day long. You and I ought to wake up in the morning, DOA, dead on arrival. And if you need to be dead on arrival ten times a day, do it. You know what? I've been dealing with this crucifixion thing for 52 years. Wow, not there yet. I'm working on it. But one day, it'll all be over. And I'll see Jesus face to face. And the old man is really dead dead. Okay? No old men, no old women in heaven, born again, washed in the blood. Hallelujah. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, hitting heaven. Can't, can't wait. You know, I think about the thief. And I was a thief and an armed robber and all kinds of stupid stuff, drugs. Hated policemen. Now my son's a cop. Can you imagine that? that? That boy has got, he's two sandwiches short of a picnic. Did I ever tell you who my son's boss was? He works at the United States Capitol of Washington, D.C. His boss is Nancy Pelosi. Wow. I said, Dr. Daniel Koss, and, and I said, Danny, and he's in charge of of the of the uh, uh, house the whole the house not the Senate but the house that's his that's his police gig and he's got a right protocol for all of that and in terrorists and all kinds of stuff and he'd only been on the job two months when January 6th hit you know and two da- let's say three days ago he had to arrest 77 protesters that were trying to break through all the gates but I said, well Danny when you're not do- walking down the hallway uh, of our capital, and you pass Nancy Pelosi. Does she say, "Well, hello, Dr. Koss. uh, How are you today? You having a good day?" She, he, she doesn't even look at me. You know, I know Christians like that. They got their nose so far up in the air if it started raining, they drowned. Good thing some of you weren't out this morning because it was raining. Wow. Mm-mm-mm dead to self alive in Christ what are you holding on to ditch it okay ditch it get rid of it you know I don't always have a whole lot of money in the bank but my bills are paid and when I get money I give money it goes away you know try and help a few people here and there and uh, man what a joy to serve God you know but that old man pops up I gotta watch that old man okay Satan goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour but do you know what happened to Calvary Jesus pulled his teeth out and his claws I can gum you but greater is he who is with us than he you know the scripture amen Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. We win. We win. And many times, I've got to say, Satan, get behind me, man. Get behind me. Then I remember the day God said, you write to Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols and tell them you love them and tell them that, that you're a Christian and you've forgiven them. And I, again, I said, you're taking this thing a little too far, man. But see, I know the scripture and I knew he was right. And I did, and I sent Timothy McVeigh several letters with gospel tracts and my story in it. And then I guess he got under conviction, because the next letter I I sent him, it it came with a big red stamp on it, letter refused by inmate. (laughs) I think that might have been conviction, who knows? I had friends at his execution, and just two days before his execution he told a guard, he said, I, I made a big mistake. And the guard, thinking he was being repentant, said, Tim, what, what, what kind of a mistake did you make? I only took down half the building. Wow. That's how he died. Terry Nichols, on the other hand, wrote us back. And he uh, said, I'm sorry. He's the one that made, he wasn't there. He, he mixed the bomb. He knew how to mix the fertilizer bomb. And he said, I'm so sorry for your loss, son. and I want you to know I have become a Christian. Chaplain led him to Jesus. Amen. In a prison I go to in Colorado, there's four prisons in a row, and he's in supermax underground. You don't see the sun rise or, or fall, okay? And he can't be in, he's got to be like just like death row because you can kill adults and go to prison, and you can live. And when you kill 19 innocent little children, you're dead. You hurt a child, you molest a child, you're in a lot of trouble, messing with kids. They're going to get you in the joint. But he wrote a letter, and we wrote him back. My daughter forgave him way before I did. She said, Daddy, you're sick. you got to get right with God. Daddy, I've already forgiven the man who killed my babies, because I raised her that way. Forgive your enemies. You love your enemies. You share Jesus. And she taught me some things. But we wrote them back. You're forgiven. We want you to live for Christ and witness from where you are. Hmm. Kind of hard to forgive somebody that really burned you, hurt you. You see, here's what God says. Vengeance is mine. Thus saith the Lord, I will recompense. That sets you and I free. If someone's ever molested you, raped you, messed you up, and every day you think about that. Man, somebody ripped you off in a business deal. And if I ever see that guy, man, I had a lady in church come to the altar one time. And she said, Richard, I've been coming to church for 25 years. I carry my Bible. I go to Sunday school, but I hate my ex-husband. And every time I see him at Walmart with that new wife he ran off with, that good-looking younger woman than me, I want to just punch my car and run over both of them and kill them. But I'm in church every Sunday. <laughs> I go to Sunday school every Sunday morning. I carry my Bible. But I hate them. And she got delivered that day, by the way. What do you need to be delivered from today? See, God says, vengeance is mine. Here's the deal. If whoever burns you, hurts you, ripped you off, if they don't get saved under the blood, okay, born again, they've got to stand before God. At the great judgment, the white throat judgment, and God will take care of business for you. Nobody gets away with anything. OJ got OJ got off. No, 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 no. Robert Blake, you know, another movie star got off. Nope. There's another court. There's another judge. Well, man, you know what? I'll just get the ACLU. They'll be standing in line with you. So God's covered all the bases, friend. What do you need let's stand our feet what do you need you have not because you ask not God has not made anything hard I'm gonna ask our church staff and Whoever helps us at the altar uh, Every Saturday night come on what do you need from God listen you have not because you ask not ask and you shall receive if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior Maybe tonight's the night give it up give it to God trust Jesus and you'll never be the same. We're going to have problems, but he's the great problem solver. He said, I'll never leave you for Satan. A wife runs off, a husband runs off, Jesus never runs off. That's right. What do you need? Come on. Every one of these people ought to be praying to someone right now. Come on. We got one? Come on. The Bible says, what thou doest, do quickly. Come on. Come on. Do we have one? You need prayer tonight? Is all your kids in? Grandkids in? I've got one grandson that's out there. He can only stay off the dope and the booze for about nine months. And I've seen it over and over and over and over again. We're praying for him. God answers prayer I prayed my mommy and my mama was a Vatican one Catholic alcoholic for 40 years and she drank with the priest so there was no help there but she got saved when she was 75 years old led my grandma to Jesus she was 80 she owned five liquor stores in the same nightclub for 20 years five husbands and the fifth husband killed his wife so he could marry grandma because they were having an affair and got away with it here on earth. (laughs) Come on, what do you need? Do we have one? Got one. How about two? What do you need? What's on your mind? Jesus? Or a 29 Ford Roadster with a Chevy engine in it? Boy, was I drooling. I went through two handkerchiefs. She was a beauty. And it's not over yet. What do you need from God today? What are you hanging on to? Hang on to Jesus. Come on. Got one. How about two? Got two. How about three? What do you need? You need to get your family in. Let's pray amen. You want to get closer in your marriage? Let's pray it in. What do you need from God? He's not made anything hard. Have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive. Wow. Wow. Come on. Pastor Randy, you go ahead, brother, with the invitation, whatever you want to do. Make progress. Amen. That's <laughs> yeah, good. you want time? Yep, I will. Jesus, what just came to my mind is thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For saving a wretch like me. Wow, even me. And that one thief on the cross wasn't fit for earth. Let's kill him, kill him. But he was ready and fit for heaven. Wasn't fit for earth, but he was fit for heaven. Wow, God, that was me. I wasn't fit for earth. I was a mess but you saved even me. And you blindsided me. I didn't know who you were until the day I got saved. I came into that prison chapel with an outstretched hand with absolutely nothing to offer but sin. And I walked away with everything that day. Wow, thank you. And Lord, for those who maybe are yet holding out, God, deal with their heart. Because we can't come to you unless the Holy Spirit draws us. So tonight, maybe before they go to sleep, maybe their head's on the pillow, draw them with your Holy Spirit. No one co- comes to the Father but by the Son, but the Spirit's got to draw them. So God, draw some folks tonight before they go to sleep, and maybe go to sleep forever. And God, I just thank you for misfits. Man, they're, they're on my, they're number one on my ten most wanted list wow what a ministry and Lord it's just going to grow and go and more people are going to be saved more people are going to be regenerated more people are going to come back from where they strayed away more people are going to grow because this is a place to get discipled and go from the milk of the word to the meat of the word Lord, as we dismiss tonight, there's goodies on the table that folks can pick up. And God, we love You only because You loved us first. And just thank You for the guys that are involved and seriously in this place. And I can't wait for the coffee bar because I like a three-shot latte. In Jesus' name, amen for espresso.